Hello and welcome to AC Reads. Let's get into the stories that I have for you today. Story 1 My paternal grandmother was an amazing woman. She did so much cool shit in her life and suffered the murder of her son. She finally got the courage to divorce my grandfather three years after the murder, but didn't get to enjoy those years. She had a car accident due to hypoglycemia related to her type 1 diabetes and subsequently declined from there. In 2006, she rapidly declined and finally got to the point where she was hospitalised for the last time. We had gone through a really big storm and had no power for a week. The day the power came back, the house phone rang and my great uncle called to tell us that we needed to get there soon. We were there within two hours and we had to go in to see her one at a time. My grandma, who I had always been extremely close to, who saved me when I tried to kill myself as a stupid teenager, didn't recognise me. She introduced herself and asked if we'd met. I started crying and she remembered who I was. I think she started crying too once she realised, but at this point my memory is blurry so I'm not sure. What I do remember is our conversation after that. She told me to keep doing good things. I hadn't even started college yet and those words were a heavy weight on my shoulders. I couldn't figure out what she wanted for the longest time and to this day I'm still not sure. I'm trying but I'm worried I won't do right by her. She struggled through so much, dealing with all of the shit my sociopath of a grandfather did to her during the duration of their marriage. She left me a journal. I feel extremely honoured to have been the one entrusted with this but I'm so worried that I will not do justice to the horror that she experienced. What she dealt with was huge. Marrying a man at 19 because she thought she had to. Conceiving four out of five children unwillingly. Almost being forced to abort the fifth child because her husband didn't want to support it and lied about getting a vasectomy. Finding out her husband had a secret mistress out of state for over a decade. Dealing with him hiring arsonists to burn down not only the family business, but the family farm, with all of the most precious family heirlooms in it. Enduring the violent death of a child and his wife, and just everything beyond that. She was the most amazing woman. She died at 62 and she was finally free. I was two months into my 18th year and I asked if I thought it was okay to take her off life support even though my dad and godfather had already said yes. I said yes because I listened to the doctor's explanation of her prognosis and I stayed in the room with her while she passed. She opened her eyes wide, appeared to scan the room and sighed a high-pitched sigh. I can still hear it in my mind and it sounds just like the sound my dog makes when she's highly anxious for something. I don't feel good about it despite the doctor telling me her appearance of scanning the room was likely just a neurological response. I believe that I've encountered enough people dying at this point in my career to know that this does happen. I just can't help but feel like I let her down though. I hear her sigh in my memory and I feel like I should have done something for her, even though I know there was nothing left. Anyway, I miss her so much and she understood me like no one else in my family did. Story 2 For years, my grandma complained about how grandpa cooked eggs. 
My mum would also tell me a story about how she would hold the eggs my grandpa made her in her mouth and spit them out when she got to school. When we were younger, my grandpa would make us eggs if we slept over their house and I thought they were fine, but my grandma would never eat them. It was funny because my grandpa didn't care. My grandma got sick and was in and out of hospital and she would tell the staff how much she didn't like my grandpa's cooking, especially the eggs. My aunt was the last person to visit her. I was supposed to see her that Friday. The night before she died, my grandma admitted she actually liked grandpa's eggs. Story 3 My parents divorced in the early 90s. Both dad and mum remarried. Custody of me and my sister was split, which was unheard of in Texas back then. It used to be that all kids went with the mother. The person my mum remarried was a drinker, and yet a fiend, and I'm being serious here. He was verbally abusive, mentally abusive, and he even tried to be physically abusive with me once. I damn near caved his head in with an old iron bottom box phone when he pounced on my mum and proceeded to beat her in front of me. According to the accounts of my half-sister, since I wasn't there, my stepdad truly regretted attacking me verbally and physically, seeing the only reason he held such animosity and hatred for my presence there three weekends a month, court-ordered visitation rights for my mum, is because he never felt like it was his family. That my presence reminded him and my mum of my mum's previous marriage and life. My half-sister said he apologised for all the things he has said and done to me, but in my honest opinion, I think he was just trying to clear his conscience, knowing things were coming to an end. Story 4 My cousin had cystic fibrosis and had gotten a double lung transplant at the age of 24. I'd grown up knowing that she was most likely going to die young, but with her lung transplant, we thought she'd have another decade or two at best. About two months later I got a call late at night saying that she had been admitted to the emergency room and then the ICU. Unfortunately she had bilateral pneumonia and a fungus in her lungs. My mum and I drove halfway across the country to see her and it was awful. Her organs were shutting down. Her parents and doctors were debating whether or not to get her a second lung transplant. She had decided not to go to college Instead, trying to do different things in life, because I think she knew her time as an adult was limited. She went to Disney World with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. She wanted to see the world do everything that she could. So when I came to see her, I sat and rubbed her cheek, pretty much the only spot on her body that wasn't bruised or had tubes running in and out. I told her all about my recent trip to Africa, about the elephants in our camp about living in Scotland and about my recent semester in college. I told her, it's okay, I'll do everything for you. She opened her eyes and smiled at me, then closed them again. It was the last time I saw her awake and alive. She died a few days later. She got the second transplant, but she never woke up. She loved butterflies and since she died, I've had them land on me with strange regularity all over the world. She's coming with me because I'm living for both of us now, or so I'm going to keep telling myself. Story 5 I was once taking care of a dying man in his home. 
Coincidentally, his wife was in the hospital also dying, making it a very sad time for the family. The man was feverish at night and would wake up confused and babbling at times. They had a freezer of soup the wife had made when she was well and the man was eating the last of it in his last days and I don't even think he realised. One night he told me a story of when he was in the war. A paratrooper from the other side had landed in his territory and his parachute was caught in a tree. Against orders when no one was around he cut the man down and let him free. He asked the paratrooper to fire his gun when he was safe on the other side and let him run away, but he was saddened when he realised he had never heard a shot. The man broke down telling me this and told me how he thought of it often and he really hoped that the man had actually made it. He had never told anybody else this story and the man passed away a couple of days later. I've held this story close to me since. Thank you for listening to AC Reads. Please subscribe if you'd like to see more videos from me or you can also listen on our podcast which is linked in the bio. For now have a nice day and we'll see you soon.